0: This episode of They're Not Cousins contains discussion of eating disorders and related emotional abuse. Please feel free to skip this episode if those topics are sensitive to you or those around you. Thank you, as always, for listening. Hello, everyone, and welcome to They're Not Cousins, a 90s anime podcast by three ladies who love anime but are bad at watching it. I'm Josie.
1: I'm Allie. And I'm Cassie.
0: Hello, ladies. I believe that we have some exciting news from Allie, correct me if I'm wrong, but we have something in our mailbox, correct?
2: We do! We received our first love letter! Ah, oh,
0: yes! Thank you to in advance. I don't even know, I probably should wait until I hear them before I thank our listeners, yeah. actually. <laughs>
2: yeah if you want i will just go ahead and start reading it but this is super exciting go
0: ahead why don't you read us these love letters from our lovely listeners all
2: right awesome
0: good evening it's time for midnight zero
2: dear angel when we met it was like an apocalypse and a rebirth (laughs) you taught me about anime and basically the entire internet and other nerdy things your cyanotic melodies tugging at my heart I would follow you through a desert. If your heart is as mine, meet me at the Boston Pier and let us run away to Jamaica. One true love, Tico. (laughs) Oh, Tico. That's so sweet. Oh my gosh.
0: Do we know who this mysterious angel figure is?
2: If Cass isn't going to say it, I will because it's fucking
1: me. It was I, Dio!
0: Oh my god.
1: (laughs) That's why I was laughing so hard. (laughs)
0: This is an unrequited love from a secret admirer, except this is one of the three people that we know that's listening to the podcast.
1: Yes. <laughs> Look, we got one more listener. Oh, did we? Oh, yes. My friend Mario from Germany.
0: Oh, Mario. Hello. Guten Tag. Wie geht's? <laughs>
1: He said that he doesn't know anything about Sailor Moon, but he's appreciating uh, listening to us. Oh, thank you Yay. so
0: much, Mario. And oh, thank you, Tico, for the letter. This is so nice. It's like we're actually a podcast, guys. <gasps>
2: yeah, I know. Wow. I can't believe that we're doing
1: it. <laughs> All right. Tico, stay tuned. A mysterious flower might appear in your mail. <laughs> totally put it on.
0: <laughs> it might not be a brooch. It might just be a dead flower in an envelope.
1: In which case, just staple it to your body. It'll work just as well.
0: It absolutely will. Um, And by that, we mean it will make you fall asleep, probably because of the tetanus, right? It's going to be because of the tetanus. (laughs) It's it's
2: always the tetanus.
0: That is phenomenal. Uh, Thank you again to all of our listeners, all four now. (laughs) Woo! We're really moving up in the world. Yeah, Allie, thank you for for sharing the letter. Did we have any other letters or was it just the one? Um,
2: So it was just the one, but knowing that this letter was... Addressed to me, I actually wrote a response if you'd like to hear it. Oh,
0: so like a reverse love letter back to our listener? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, and I
2: just want to say that I'm not going to do this for everyone, but know that if you write me a good love letter there's a chance that i will respond
0: you know we can't guarantee that flowers will go out but we might respond to your love letter with another love letter which is just getting dangerously close to us sexting with our listeners but anyway
2: <laughs> yeah but hey we are marking it as being for 18 plus so you know we're in the clear
0: okay perfect great uh yeah so go ahead ellie all
2: right dearest tico you know that I'm happily married and raising two beautiful cats, yet you once again offered to kidnap me to Jamaica. How many times have you attempted to whisk me away to a foreign country? If I didn't know any better, I would change our locks and bribe a judge to issue a restraining order. Yours in theory, if not in practice, Angel. Oh,
0: pu- <laughs> perfect. That's beautiful. Thank you. Uh There's nothing more romantic than a restraining order, you know? It's true.
2: It's one of those unsung heroes
1: of the romance genre. The well-placed restraining order. (laughs) It's like the trope of playing hard to get, but with a legal precedent, Taking it to its logical conclusion. (laughs) Tune in again tomorrow. This is Jay Daito saying
2: goodnight.
0: We should probably talk about this episode of Sailor Moon now, right? Oh
2: god, do we have to? (laughs) yeah no
0: yeah i think we do i think we do and unfortunately cassie it falls to you to read us off the officially sanctioned plot synopsis for this episode of sailor moon
1: all right here i go this time on sailor moon learn how to be skinny from usagi
0: oh god
1: (laughs) already (laughs) usagi is shocked to find out that she's gained weight from too much eating determined to get back into shape and fast, Usagi and her friends join a gym that advertises instant results for its members.
0: Yeah, so Ugh. we're thirty seconds into this episode. We just got through with the theme song, and I'm already just dreading what's gonna happen.
1: Yep. Yeah, the first note I wrote was "Oh no."
0: <laughs> that is so accurate to what I also wrote. Basically, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah I think we all wrote. We, that. we did. Mine was uh, "Oh God, no." Oh God
0: no god please no we start the episode with usagi taking a bath and she goes to step on the scale and she's gained some weight apparently they don't say how much weight in the original viz dub of this episode but she has gained some weight it's stressing her out and she screams about it oh oh
1: no i put on weight i'm so out of
0: shape her parents and also her Stupid brother show up to pull her out of it and give her a chat, apparently. God, going into this episode is like being hit by a train the second you step outside your front door. There weren't even train tracks there yesterday. How did this happen?
2: Seriously. Yeah. Like, I know that when I started watching this, I was like, I am not prepared for how this is going down. I know that I've seen it in the past, but there was really no recollection of this episode. So I think that my mind just blocked it out entirely
1: <laughs> Yeah, because <I guess. laughs> it's a trauma. <laughs> and to make it worse in the Vizdub and in the subtitles, they often are saying she wants to like get fit and they're going to get fit. The actual Japanese is literally just lose weight. So to bring that into perspective, anytime they were like, we're going to get fit. It was, it was literally just, we're going to lose weight.
0: Yeah. So you know right off the bat that this decades-old cartoon is going to be completely unequipped to talk about this kind of issue. There's just no nuance, nothing. The train is going to South Station, and now so are you. I hope you like clam chowder.
2: (laughs) See... When people complain about anime having a lot of filler episodes, I feel like this is a prime example of what people are talking about. I love the original 200-episode Sailor Moon because I feel like it gives us a lot of character development once we have more characters than just like the three we've seen. Uh, But in this case, this is something that nobody needed, nobody asked for, and it was played
1: up for comedy. Um, this is actually very representative about how Japanese people treat weight. If you lose weight, they will note upon that and literally say to you, Oh, you've lost weight. If you uh, gain weight, they will also note that and literally say to you, You have gained weight.
0: Interesting. Some people will go ahead and just say to your face, Oh, you have changed in this way that I have noticed without kind of thinking about how that might affect how you feel.
1: Yeah, I had one teacher that I worked with. She was a coworker. She would say crazy stuff to me all the time. One time she comes up to me and she goes, do you eat breakfast? And I said, no. And she goes, you know who else eats two meals a day? And I said, no. And she goes, sumo wrestlers. What? What? And then walks away. What? What? (laughs) Implying that if I skipped breakfast, then I would become fat like a sumo wrestler
0: now wow. th- that is a legitimate career right so maybe she wasn't actually <laughs> passing judgment maybe she just thought that you would be a really good sumo wrestler
1: no she was just straight up
2: nuts but. i was gonna say d- did she see you uh, roughhousing with some of the kids in the back on the
1: playground and they were like oh she saw me like throwing them out of a circle Yeah.
2: yeah.
0: you know that stereotypical schoolyard game of tossing each other outside of the circle <laughs> And there's a bunch of Yakuza in the stands betting on it and fixing the
2: matches. (laughs) Oh my god.
0: And we're back to toddler fights. The Tsukino family is called together for like a family meeting at their dining room table, which when I was watching the scene, I thought, oh, this is a good way of dealing with this sort of thing with a a teenager with body image issues, talking about it with your kid, being there to listen to them, assuring them that a slight increase in weight isn't something you should obsess over, especially when you're 14. I'm like, yeah, this is going to go really well. Good job, family. (laughs) And then the first thing out of Usagi's dad's mouth is don't worry about it. People look better with a little meat on them, especially when they're young.
1: Yep. (laughs) See, I love that you guys had hope, because I knew where this was going. (laughs) Oh, no.
0: And then I was so shocked when her brother chimes in with, you know, you eat too much. And I'm like, (laughs) bitch, she survives off of giant bread and gogurt pouches. What are you talking about? (laughs) And then everyone in the family says in unison, that's "That's why why you you gain weight. weight. And I'm like, what is this, a cult? (laughs) This is not the kind of thing that you do with your family. We are not talking about how many Dragon Balls you failed to get last month. Do not do this to your kid.
1: Exactly. Yeah, (laughs) it's an ultra creepy intervention.
0: Yeah, or in cults, they literally have breaking sessions where they will destroy their members' sense of self-worth and independence by telling them how much they suck. Like, that's what this felt like to me.
1: (laughs) Josie, have you been in a cult? Because it sounds like you've been in a cult.
0: No, I listen to a lot of podcasts. Yeah, I, I was, I was <laughs> going
1: to say, I feel like I'm a, an expert
2: on cults because I have listened to the uh, podcast, Cults.
1: But... <laughs> yeah. Very descriptive name. Yes.
0: <laughs> a lot better than They're Not Cousins. We really should have named the podcast talking about anime that we haven't watched and don't know anything about. I was watching this scene with the family and I was like, is Jadeite behind this? Is Jadeite possessing everyone right now? Because that would be an explanation that I could actually deal with.
1: Your whole family's been replaced by Yoma. Yeah. Yeah, like that would actually
0: make some sense here. I was expecting to get an evil sentence fragment about how dumb humans are followed by a schwing of his evil sunglasses.
1: <laughs> they all put on sunglasses? Yeah. After they're like, you need more exercise. <laughs> <laughs>
0: if that happens in your house, leave, leave immediately. If everyone is wearing sunglasses <laughs> and they all swing at the same time. <laughs> yeah. This episode that we are recording is going to be eight and a half hours long. There is no other way in which we can unpack everything that is insane about the scene. <laughs> But I'm going to do my job and try to keep us on track here. We cut to Usagi crying in her room, which, yeah, completely legitimate. Uh, Her family is insane. What is happening? And then Luna gets into it as well.
1: There's no point in crying. Just try to cut back on what you eat. That's all.
0: This felt like such a betrayal to me. This cat is pushing anorexia on a fourteen-year-old. What is happening? What is any of this?
1: Yeah. Yeah, and then she drew that picture for her. Like, wow. Rub salt into the wound, Luna. Watching that just like brought back all of memories of being a chubby
2: kid growing up and being told at one point that you know I was a really nice person and very interesting and easy to get along with, but you know I'm too fat to be dated. Ouch. Yeah.
0: <laughs> this is how people get eating disorders. Yep. Literally this. I'm going to call together the court of They're Not Cousins, the court of this podcast, and I am going to put forward a measure that we call for a demerit immediately at the top of this episode because it is already making my skin crawl.
1: I second the motion. Uh, agreed. I'm voting. Negative 500 points for this entire episode.
0: <laughs> so demerit already has happened. No, yeah, we're bad. good.
1: Flagging it with a red card.
0: <laughs> yeah, this sucks. This just sucks. And just in case you had any hope that it would be better the next day, we see that Usagi is skipping lunch at school. But there is an interesting discrepancy here between the uh, Viz English and Japanese dubs. In English, Naru and Umino assume that she forgot her lunch, And in the Japanese version, Nara just asks what's wrong, and Umino assumes that Usagi ate her lunch Mm. already. It's a subtle change, but kind of makes me wonder if there's some kind of context there.
1: Could just be, like, the amount of time they had to fill.
0: Oh yeah, that's true, the lip flaps.
1: Also, I do think that they tried to make the episode, like, a little bit less horrible with replacing (laughs) lose weight with, like, get fit in some of the instances, so... Either they wanted to fill time, or they were somehow trying to make it better, Like instead of implying Naru knew that she didn't eat her lunch because she's not eating lunch, as opposed to her being like, oh, did you forget? I totally wouldn't assume that you would purposely not eat it kind of
0: gives naru an edge in terms of being sympathetic like having a little bit of empathy for usagi and uh reading between the lines which i like for her character i feel like that's a good trait for her to have
2: yeah i know i definitely agree because i think that when i was watching this i was like of course they're just gonna assume that she's already eaten because she is kind of like kirby (laughs) usagi is where she just eats everything in sight
0: Is that true? I have memories of future episodes where she will eat a ton of stuff. But I think so far, all we've seen her do is like forget her lunch and then grab a piece of bread, a piece of awful bad Cassie hates this bread.
1: (laughs) Yeah, the only instance I can sort of think of her not having like a lot of self control is when she starts eating her lunchbox in the hallway.
0: Right, but that was because she didn't eat breakfast. Yeah
1: but i guess that would be the only oh no she couldn't wait kind of thing we have i think later in the series they kind of push a little bit more like ooh sagi loves to eat yeah but you know it's okay if she eats food yeah, yeah. she's still a growing girl yeah <laughs> and she's not freaking fat god damn it
2: Speaking
0: of that, we see a scene where Usagi, Naru, and a nameless friend, and also a random slightly wide girl are talking about how Mm. dieting and staying fit are tough, and this is played off as a joke at the slightly wide girl's expense, and fuck this entire episode.
1: (laughs) Yep. Yeah, and I thought it was funny. I mean, not funny, funny, but she mentioned eating only pineapple as a diet, and- When I was in Japan, one of the fad diets was the banana diet, Uh, where you replaced one meal with a banana. So (laughs) it's still relevant. Like these things are still going on.
0: Uh, This episode just beat me down to the point where I was having a hard time (laughs) writing jokes. I mean, uh, like a, a pineapple diet would be funny if you weren't talking about young girls basically applying social pressure to each other to do an anorexia
2: exactly it just also reminded me of when i was first getting into anime and you know finding out oh there's this whole world of things that are interesting to me i think that was also around the time that i found out that there were forums for people to encourage things like anorexia and bulimia of course i was i've never actually you know had an eating disorder but i just remember my mind being blown that there are people who would actually actively encourage that kind of behavior and now you know seeing this and A friggin' anime, (laughs) you know? It just shows that it's deeper than Innocent Alley ever expected.
1: To make you guys feel a little bit better, when I worked in Japan, I never noticed any of the students dieting, doing the banana diet, really focusing on their weight or having conversations about their weight, at least at the elementary and middle school level. You can't comment on high school students because I did not work in a high school at least in a rural setting, I did not notice any of this sort of behavior really going on. It's not to say it didn't, but I think at least where I was, like the dieting pressure, I think it was more adults putting that pressure on themselves than that pressure being put on children.
0: It's, it's so hard to talk about because I've been where Usagi has been. I hope that people who, when they were young... And watching this episode it didn't influence them to obsess about weight or think that oh i need to be you know thinner than usagi because usagi is fat somehow i just oh uh, gosh um
1: i'm just laughing this whole episode is gonna be like everybody's sad yeah. and <laughs> no one likes it hello
0: darkness
2: my old friend
0: It's true, it's true, but we're gonna power through. I will say that I blacked out for a minute while they just kept making (laughs) digs at the, again, slightly wide girl. Not really that different from her peers, but the slightly wide girl. And when I came back, to consciousness umino was showing off candid pictures he has of miss Haruna working out and that is yep. a whole different vector of awfulness. oh my
1: god
2: god please no <laughs> i know that i've gone on the record saying that i love umino but he's definitely not at his best behavior here and i cannot accept him
1: It made me feel like the Umino that we saw in the Fortune Teller episode was the true Umino. Like, is he secretly bad and creepy?
0: Yeah, we can't assume that there's a cloud card under his suit coat because the show doesn't show it to us. So we have to assume that this is him being a little creepazoid.
2: Suspicious. Very sus.
0: (laughs) Extremely sus. and. What's also sus to me, they're very impressed because Harna Sensei went from a slim young woman in a Soviet plug suit to a slim young woman <laughs> in a Soviet plug suit standing in a different position.
1: A slightly slimmer young yep. person. They were like, "Let's just make her just like a tiny bit skinnier."
0: I don't know. The difference in the pictures looked to me so slight. It looked almost like she just turned sideways. It's not so much an issue of her losing weight. It's
1: knowing your <laughs> angles when you're like the Instagram influencer. Exactly. How to yeah. work the camera. <laughs>
0: If Haruna-sensei was an influencer, if she had an Instagram and these photos were public, it would be a lot less creepy. But instead, it just seems like Umino was taking candid pictures of Haruna-sensei at the gym. And so Naru and Usagi are super pissed off, rightfully so. We get a cartoon chase scene, and Usagi (laughs) transforms into Sailor Moon, and then she throws her tiara (laughs) at Umino, and he's thrown into the sun (laughs) because he's being sus as fuck. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that is my fantasy as yeah. to what would happen in this episode Un-
2: unfortunately real life isn't among us
0: <laughs> yeah it turns out umino is just being a creep and usagi doesn't care she just wants to know the name of the gym where Haruma sensei <laughs> works out
2: yep
0: we cut to said gym apparently called shapelin it's a gym that has a giant television screen out front and rie goto the actress is dancing around in last year's sexy Iron Man Halloween costume. She encourages everyone to exercise, which is good, but also says you can be beautiful after a few days of going to the gym, which is just not how anything works.
1: Yeah, the few times I've been to the gym, I didn't feel beautiful. I felt sweaty and gross and had come in contact with other people's gross sweat, which made it worse.
0: The gym is not a place to feel good about yourself. It's a place to go because you have to, and you want to sweat and you want to be gross in a place that is separate from everywhere else that you are.
1: Well, you don't want to get gross in your own home. Like, who wants to sweat in their house? Just freaking go outside.
0: (laughs) I refuse. This is why I have a sponge in every room.
1: Uh. (laughs) Josie's just taking sponge baths in every room of the house every five seconds.
0: Yeah, I am a French aristocrat from the 1800s. We have gone over this.
1: (laughs) It is not easy being born a princess! We
0: see Jadeite. Finally, he's in this episode, and I'm waiting for him to tell us about how he's mind-controlling everyone in the show, including Luna, to be a complete asshole. But instead, he's hiding out in the shadows in his tracksuit of unrealistic beauty standards, sneering at the girls who are excited about the free trial. There's no such thing as a free lunch, girls. No confession yet, so still waiting on that.
1: (laughs) He is such pure drama. You know, he could be looking out the window like a normal human being in a lit room and said, there he is in the darkness. (laughs) That raises a very good point,
0: actually, Cassie. Thank you for bringing that up. He was standing in a dark room with his back to a window. Or was he he was side facing the window and talking about these girls who were coming in. That's so awkward and weird. (laughs)
1: He's all about the drama. That's the
2: true energy that he's collecting. It's just fucking drama. <laughs>
0: That's his little sip of energy on the side that he gets. <laughs> <laughs> so Jadeite goes down into the gym and he introduces himself as a personal trainer. He does not give himself a name in the Viz version, but he goes by Jed in the Deek dub, which I enjoyed. It's still better than Jadeite <laughs> Toast Crunch, but not quite as good as Jay Dwight, in my opinion.
1: I feel like he realized he's really bad at making aliases and just decided not to introduce himself this time
0: i mean i'll give him credit he didn't show up at the gym with a winter coat and fedora (laughs) and sunglasses well no he is wearing sunglasses actually to change the color of his eyes
1: i don't think those are sunglasses i think that's a protective eyewear so you know it gets dangerous at the gym flying weights sweat you gotta you gotta be protected (laughs)
0: it's true i can't i can't even list the number of times that i've been working out at the gym and the person next to me just their sweat gets in my eyes
2: (laughs) 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 now you know why i wear glasses all the time
0: (sighs) and now you know why i have pink eye all the time
1: (laughs) you disgust me
0: Go on. We Let's talk about this this actual gym in the show that is not full of pink eye. Um, <laughs> we get a gym montage of all the middle school girls working out, and Jadeite tries to sell them on the shape ray, which mm. I assumed was a bunch of laser pointers attached to a colander <laughs> that realigns brainwaves or something equally scammy. But no, it's evil alien cocoons. <laughs> I love cocoons. Yeah. Yeah, that's how
1: you get butterflies. It's like that movie cocoon. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> or invasion of the body snatchers or the matrix with fewer usb dongles plugged into brain stems
2: <laughs> technology hadn't progressed to that point in 1992
0: <laughs> it had not no but yeah so he's selling them on these cocoons as being a way to lose weight and revitalize yourself and all the stuff that never ever works if you go to a gym or a spa and they try to sell you on that stuff it never works do not do it do not waste your time
2: yes I-, I wrote down a note that i literally just watched an episode of murder she wrote with this plot really <laughs> yes so if anyone is also interested in re-watching murder she wrote during these troubled times i highly recommend it the episode that i'm referencing is season seven episode six a body to die for
0: do we have eyes on when that aired?
2: Uh, I th- it was, ah so, oh, shit, I don't know offhand.
0: If it was like a month before this episode, I would say that's not a coincidence. <laughs> and this is where I show that I have a fundamental misunderstanding of how animated entertainment
1: is produced. <laughs> Actually, this episode made me think of Doctor Who because there's an episode of Doctor Who where people use some sort of weight loss drug maybe. I don't quite remember 100% the episode, but they're like, fat comes and attacks people.
0: Yeah, it's like these little white monsters that are kind of cute, but also creepy.
1: Yeah, it's like they (laughs) lost weight, and the weight they lost is coming back to murder people. Which, in this
0: episode of Sailor Moon would be welcome, because I want to murder everyone in the show right now.
1: (laughs) I love how the girls are very suspicious of these creepy pods, because... Who wouldn't be yeah but the moment Jedi says they'll make you lose weight they, they're like all in of get course. me in the pod yeah put me in that creeptastic <laughs> pod i came to shape rin in order to lose weight
2: and if you're telling me that this is the ticket sign me up because who wants to go back to the gym
0: going to the gym is hard sleeping in a pod is easy like yeah <laughs> this is simple math
1: I love how in the deke dub they made this, their relaxation pods. Mm.
0: Yes, that is a good change, I think.
1: I'm sure we'll talk about this later, but I think the deke dub was a vast improvement over the original Japanese. Yes. Agreed.
0: Well, I will talk about that in more (laughs) detail toward the end, but yeah. This is a miracle episode where the deep dub is better than the original show.
1: A++. Oh God, yes. It's like a dream come true.
0: Speaking of problems with this episode, Jadite is being super gross. I don't know if you guys listened to the English dub, the Viz version, but uh, the minute you start describing anything to do with 14-year-olds as succulent, oh. you are done. You're out.
1: <laughs> Maybe it's just like a cannibalism thing. He just... He literally wants to devour them. I mean,
2: okay,
0: so here's a Sailor Moon lore question, Allie. Yes. Are the negaverse flunkies human?
2: Mm. I mean, I'm saying I don't know, but the sense that I have is that all of the villains of Sailor Moon are coming from different places in the galaxy. Right. So technically not human, but also technically not human in the way that,
1: like, the Moon Kingdom is technically not human. (laughs) Okay. Do they ever actually touch on this in Sailor Moon? this series, because I feel like I shouldn't say this. It's like a spoiler. Yeah.
2: Well, we, we already discussed how there really aren't any spoilers for a show that came out in
1: the 90s.
0: Cassie, I hope you're not super attached to your email. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Jedi used to be one of the generals of the Moon Kingdom. Yes.
0: Oh, whoa.
1: Yeah, because
2: in the Japanese version, it's not the Negaverse or anything. That's some bullshit Americanized stuff. It's the Dark Kingdom. So it's basically like a subverted version of the beautiful moon kingdom
0: oh so like the dark side of the moon kind of
1: kind of yeah 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 that's a good way to think of it so if the people in the moon kingdom were humans then i guess jedi was also a human
2: but you also have to remember uh again going deep dive into sailor moon lore that all of the sailor senshi they are all reincarnations of the denizens of the moon kingdom as humans
0: That's true. That's an important distinction to make because my understanding of it based on what the Deke dub said is that the sailor soldiers were put in cryogenic sleep (laughs) or something and then went to
2: Earth.
1: Frozen in moonbeam crystals, the queen sent the princess and the children of the moon to the future on Earth.
2: Yeah, so in this case, I am okay with saying that they are humans, but I wouldn't necessarily say that Jadeite and the other denizens of the Dark Kingdom are humans. They're just trying to appear like humans.
1: But he's definitely not a demon yoma monster.
0: Okay. So we're not sure it's kind of a gray area where cannibalism is involved, but it would be creepy regardless. (laughs) Yeah. We cut to a nice long panning shot of Buddy Gerald in Queen Beryl's (laughs) throne room. He would want no part in this episode if he were still alive. I just want to get that out there. Rip, you brave anglerfish dragon, you deserve better than this, which we all did.
1: (laughs) He's got standards. He has standards.
0: That's why he died before this episode was made. (laughs) uh beryl brings jadeite up for an evil zoom meeting and she's smiling but you can tell she is internally seething about what happened to his last lady monster i like to imagine that queen beryl and frau used to get manny petties together and talk about people they've exploded frau was so cool
2: (laughs) i miss frau i think we all miss frau oh frau
1: frau would not put up with this no she wouldn't she would be going straight to hr
0: and exploding hr
1: (laughs) Frau would be jumping through that window in the gym, just straight through it, fucking <laughs> up all the gym equipment.
0: <laughs> you can't stop her. When there's a window between rooms, she's like, uh, no, I'm done.
1: <laughs> Frau hates windows.
0: Open concept offices, beware. <laughs> uh, now, unfortunately, Frau is dead. And <laughs> Jade <I> just <laughs> submitted a TPS report that says, working on it, lol. Yeah. And. Queen Beryl is angrily Google searching how to decapitate a subordinate without involving HR.
2: <laughs> Meanwhile, the cultists are quiet again because they know that this isn't gonna end well. Ah uh,
0: yeah, no. They really know when to sink into the background, huh? There's not a single no Ooh. in the nope. scene.
1: Is there like an opposite you think of notice me senpai? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I just choked on my tea. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh man, the opposite of notice me senpai. I mean, thinking in meme terms, it would be it's not like I like you or anything, Baka, right?
2: Yeah, very Sundere. Is that like what Yandere is? I say that I like anime, but I don't know what any of these terms are.
1: Honestly, I don't know either.
2: <laughs>
1: Leave us a comment if you know
2: the difference. Uh, uh, <laughs> just send us an email. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And let us know that we're bad at anime because (laughs) we need the validation.
0: (laughs) We are very bad at anime. I'm going to take a stab in the dark. I think tsundere means hot and cold, like sometimes loving, sometimes hating. And yandere is the scary version, like the I love you so much I'm going to murder you kind of thing, I think.
2: Oh, okay. That tracks.
0: I'm coming
1: for you, senpai. Don't you be afraid of me.
0: So getting back to Sailor Moon, the alien pods are draining the life force out of people and Jedi claims the treatment will make the girls hot. I do appreciate the message that the show's writers are floating across with this, that you have to apply critical thinking when people come to you offering miracle cures for your problems. That is one good thing in this garbage fire of an episode. It's like their heart is almost in the right place.
1: Yeah, maybe almost. Yeah. Uh,
0: oh, perfect example of how this episode just reeks. Uh, we didn't even get evil jazz music behind Jadite's energy collection scene. What is this?
2: Yeah, well, because we've talked about having been in gyms before. There's never jazz music playing at a gym. I feel like that would maybe put off the people who are like, yeah, we're going to jazzercise. Yeah, work that. If
1: they were listening to jazz music, you know? But don't you. How do you jazzercise without jazz? Shit. <laughs> <laughs> It's in the name. This
0: is why Allie's (laughs) Jazzercise program on YouTube never took off. There was no music playing. It was just getting sweaty and jumping jacks. That's all it was.
2: (laughs) Oh my god. I stand corrected.
0: I'm going to bring us back to the show (laughs) once again. We cut to a scene featuring Usagi. It looks like Tokyo Tower is in the background. Uh, Does that sound
1: right, Cass? Uh, Probably. If it's a tower and it looks like Tokyo Tower, it's probably Tokyo Tower. Yeah, that was Tokyo Tower.
0: Does Usagi live in slash near Tokyo? Is the Juban District a real place? How have I not considered that?
1: I would say yes, she does live in Tokyo or else she would not be able to see Tokyo Tower. (laughs) I have no idea if the Juban District is a real place.
0: Should we do some research or should we leave it up to our loyal fan base our four people comment and leave five stars if the Juban district is real
1: <laughs> send us an email well, I, we could i can google that let's see
0: <laughs> all right let's do research i'll put in the research noise
1: do, 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 do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's the opposite of research you're supposed to say what you already know
2: <laughs> in the form of a question <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, so Cassie, for 500 internet dollars, <laughs> how do I phrase this? Um, this place in Tokyo is real or not?
1: So they are telling me that there is a Azabu Juban. So I guess that would be the place that they're referring to.
2: Yeah, I also Googled it, you know, being a librarian, I can't stop myself from fact checking. But yeah, there's manga Tokyo saying that there are the real life locations of Sailor Moon in Minato Award. And that was the home of Naoko Takeuchi, the creator. Oh,
1: so there you go. That's where they got the inspiration.
0: Great. Thank you for the information. Uh, neither of you get the $500 internet because you didn't phrase it in the form of a question. Oh, no.
1: Um,
2: ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, shucks.
0: Can we set up like a meetup with our fans in the Juban District and go get pork buns and, and <laughs> hang out and like just go to the places in the show and talk about how cool they are? Is that a thing that we can do?
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, we can totally make it a a Patreon goal that we're trying to set. Uh, I don't know how realistic it is to have our fans meet up with us in Japan, but at the same time, I feel like most of our listeners are jet-setters that Cass knows, so (laughs) it could happen.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Independently wealthy millionaires like Mario.
1: Sure, Mario, meet us in Tokyo. (laughs)
0: Uh, It's so fun to talk about these theoretical things and not the show that we had to actually watch. (laughs) But in this scene in Tokyo, in the Juban district that actually exists, Usagi is pissed at her friends for leaving her at the gym spa while they got their corn oil harvested for the Negaverse.
2: Seriously, like uh, the, the fact that she was ghosted, like on top of everything else pissed me off.
1: Well, they came out of those pods looking like extras from the Grave of the Fireflies. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I don't think they had any mental energy to worry about Usagi.
0: No, I think you're absolutely right. I don't blame them. Um, Holy crap.
1: Yeah, yeah, touche.
0: Cassie, thank you for bringing up a thing that would actually make me more miserable in this episode of Sailor Moon.
2: Yeah, and if you haven't seen The Grave of the Fireflies and you're listening to this,
0: Don't. don't. Yeah, don't do it. Another problem that's happening in this show is that Usagi is starving herself, and I felt really bad for her in this scene where she's lamenting how she's really hungry because she hasn't eaten for a day, and, oh, I've been there. That's not a good place to be. I'm
2: so
1: sorry.
0: I mean, if nothing else, she's able to scare off a tiny baby just by looking at him.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, she- <laughs> speaking of cannibalism- I'm gonna eat that kid! <laughs> I did
2: appreciate that she was gonna jump that boy for a pork bun. Or a donut, if we're talking deke dub.
1: <laughs> Toddler fights again.
0: <laughs> she has fought toddlers for less, and yeah, in the deek dub they call it a donut, which, honestly- I know that we're making fun of the (laughs) deke dub for coming up with stupid, you know, censorship for no reason, but I could kind of see how it would look like an especially puffy donut.
1: Yes. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's not the worst Americanization that an anime has ever made. At least it's not an onigiri. Right,
0: literally a triangle triangle of rice with the seaweed (laughs) on the bottom, and they're like, jelly donuts!
1: (laughs) Exactly. Like,
2: in in this case, it worked.
0: (laughs) But yeah, so she scares off this little tiny child, which brings me right back to our (laughs) earlier days, better times in the podcast where we were talking about beating up toddlers. (laughs) (laughs) Usagi remarks that she wishes she was like Sailor V. Who never has to diet or exercise, which just isn't true. She and Mariska Hargitay do a spin class every Thursday and the chief is like, we keep pedaling but I don't think we're going anywhere. What do you think, V? <laughs> and she responds, I don't know, chief. If you ask me, this is all just part of a vicious cycle.
2: <laughs> oh. Oh. Damn it. <laughs> I
0: will show myself out of my own apartment. <laughs> <laughs> I had to. I had to. Uh, oh, hey, Matoki's uh, here. Look at that,
2: guys. <laughs> yeah.
0: I know that last episode we realized he's too old for Usagi, but so is Tuxedo Mask. So ship back on, I guess.
2: <laughs> I mean, Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Out of all the things that are bad about this episode, shipping the two of them together... It's okay. Yeah,
0: okay. I will take that. That is a pass. Uh, (laughs) Speaking of passes, Usagi is about to pass out from hunger, which is honestly kind of scary. Been there, done that, Mm -hmm. not good. motoki uh, continues to have a good head on his shoulders continues to be a reasonable and normal person in this shitstorm of an episode he catches usagi and asks if she wants him to take her to the hospital she says she'd rather go to a restaurant which i think is fine depending on the restaurant like hear me out let's let's have a little mini discussion here olive garden Mm -hmm. they've got enough tongs and thermometers and stuff i think to keep you alive for a few hours plus free breadsticks but like subway or wendy's no
2: full disclosure i have fainted a lot in my life every time that i come out of it i'm like i need a cheeseburger <laughs> uh. <laughs> so I, I so for myself i don't think that olive garden would work for me but like shake shack number one. Oh,
0: okay so for medical procedures ali is recommending shake shack what about you cass where do you like to go for your <laughs> medical care
1: usually if i don't feel good i want to eat a taco oh. and the bueno isano has a very good korean barbecue taco oh So usually I like to go down to the Bueno Isano and get myself that Korean taco.
0: Yeah, and I can imagine they probably have a first aid kit there, and that would be very helpful. (laughs) Yeah,
1: they've got a lot of utensils, as much salsa as you want. I guess you can make like a poultice with it.
0: Yeah, ooh, salsa poultice. I like that. (laughs) That's my favorite place to get tacos. (laughs) I wrote a note that this bit would be even funnier if it wouldn't be an improvement for Americans to go to Pizza Hut for an affordable <laughs> appendectomy, but our listeners are probably sick of me talking about our broken healthcare system, huh?
1: <laughs>
2: oh, if only we could stop talking about our broken healthcare system. If
0: only. It's
1: funny because it's sad.
0: Let's instead talk about this Usagi Matogi dream sequence. <laughs> I don't have anything silly <laughs> or funny to say about it. It's just nice. It's like a reprieve in this episode.
1: Yeah, but the sad part is that she had that dream sequence because she literally passed out. Exactly. Yeah, okay,
0: yeah, so there's the underlying subtext that makes it sad, but the dream itself is nice. They're going to get together and and be married and live a good life, and she never has to see Darian ever fucking again.
1: Darien <laughs> <laughs> Darian. <Ugh. laughs>
0: I'm going to keep calling him that because, spoilers, he still doesn't have a fucking name in this episode.
1: He gets a name in the deke dub, but he doesn't get it in the fucking original. Like, come on. Yeah. I noticed that too. I was wondering when they introduced him in the deke dub because they did not introduce him yet.
0: Uh, I believe it was episode 2 You're a cream, You don't know a thing about
1: me! <laughs> Someday, Mamo-chan, will know you. Right, but not yet. Not yet. For now, you were just a dick.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let's talk about this scene with Darien, because Usagi grabs some pork buns. She had a conversation with Motoki when he was nursing her back to health in the operating room of the nearest Domino's. And Motoki is so, so close to escaping this episode without being dragged through the mud. He's saying Usagi doesn't need to diet. I'm like, yes, good, you're almost there. And then he's like, oh, it's because I like my girls thick. And I'm like,
1: come on. <laughs> I know. I like know. I was uh, like, "Oh God, no! Please, no!" No, no, no! At to
0: Motoki, my golden boy?
1: <laughs> I wrote, "Usagi, please stop trying to change your body for a man." Yes. Yep. Like you are perfect just the way you are.
0: <sighs> Motoki likes. Girls that don't have a thigh gap, I guess. And so she's like, I'm gonna grab a bunch of pork buns. Which, again, they're donuts. Nothing beats a jelly-filled donut. She chows down on them, and fucking Darian shows yeah. up in a fucking tuxedo and 90 sunglasses to further push Usagi into an eating disorder. If you keep eating like that, you just might turn into a pork bun.
1: So... We actually don't get a tuxedo mask appearance in this episode. Which was delightful. Is he just like dressed up as tuxedo mask with sunglasses on instead of a mask? Because they thought we would (laughs) miss the appearance of tuxedo mask.
0: I think he showed up to Mm. set, assuming there would be a tuxedo mask appearance.
1: (laughs) He was just on a call.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He was like, I'll just wear the the tux just in case, because they always want me to do that stupid scene where I show up and throw a rose and sell some pencils. And uh, no, this time he did not get to do either of those things.
1: Like the (laughs) hardcore insane laughing from last episode, you know, maybe he doesn't remember when he's supposed to be tuxedo mask and when he's supposed to be Darian.
0: Yeah, the, the lives are blending together. He's becoming the mask. <laughs> Speaking of Darian, do you guys remember in episode one of this podcast where I said I remembered not liking him from my initial watch of in the deep <laughs> dub? And I said, oh, verily, mayhap, I was too harsh, passing judgment upon this poor, castanet-loving youth. And, uh, no, no, baby Josie was right. This guy is fucking garbage and I'm done with him.
1: Yeah, like, why is he insulting a 14-year-old girl's weight on the street and he doesn't even know her? And stealing her food. Well, I mean, she threw it at him, but still stealing her food. I mean, if I knew that someone would throw pork buns at me if I said something mean, I would say something mean. Yeah, to get that pork bun. I want that pork bun. They sell them at all the convenience stores in Japan and they're so good. Um, I like the ones from Family Mart the best, but the Circle K has a really good curry bun and they oh. also have a pizza one. Mm, I eat that one.
0: Okay. So when we go and do the tour of the Juban district in real life, you're going to have to show us where to get those sweet, sweet meat buns.
1: Any convenience store. <laughs> like oh. literally any. <laughs> any, any of them. Oh, okay. They're a dollar.
2: <laughs> you can actually eat well at the convenience store in Japan. <laughs> It's interesting
0: because in a lot of anime that I've watched recently, let's see, My Hero did it in season four, The Devil is a Part-Timer had a bunch of scenes like this where people would shop at the convenience store like it was a grocery store. Is that actually a feasible thing in Japan?
1: They do have some grocery items. So just like in America, if you go into a convenience store, they might have some canned goods and other things like that. In Japan, they have a lot of prepared food items, which are actually pretty tasty but they also have t-shirts and some of them have like ties for like if you were drinking all night and needed a new tie
0: oh oh I thought you meant like t-shirts that had ties on them <laughs> no like
1: you could get t-shirts ties some of them had like shirt shirts
0: whoa because they're,
1: they're much classier than we are in America where
2: we would literally buy a t-shirt with a tie on it and wear it to a wedding yeah they don't <laughs> do that in Japan. <laughs>
0: Oh, good to know, good to know. (laughs) If I ever get invited to a wedding in Japan, and I don't have a dress, I guess, I don't know. (laughs) In a pinch. It's so fun, again, to talk about anything that isn't that episode, but we should probably get back to it, right? I I
2: would appreciate that, because I'm already hungry for lunch, so (laughs) let's move on.
0: (laughs) Let's conclude where things went. This guy darian he's garbage i'm done with him he ate the pork bun and made fun of usagi and then luna jumps in and also makes fun of usagi and tells her that she should continue to not eat anything so she can join the skeleton war and <laughs> she is not a dietitian. please talk to a doctor usagi please i mean
1: even skeletar <laughs> had a beefy body S- uh,
0: sorry one more time even
1: like Skeletor is Skeletor 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 Skeletor
0: Skeletor oh He-Man
1: okay. it's been a while since <laughs> He-Man
0: <laughs> yeah Skeletor is the crossover we need where uh, Skeletor meets up with Reptar from the Rugrats <laughs> and starts riding him
2: jokes on you I'm into that shit
0: I like that we just said, oh, Allie's starving. We need to hurry up. And now we're talking about Skeletor. <laughs> yeah,
2: that's, uh, I- I'm, I'm used to it. <laughs> yeah.
0: All right. So Luna also tells Usagi the plot of the episode uh, with the alien pods and stuff. But Usagi runs back to the gym to work off the pork buns that she allowed herself to binge.
1: My shapelin is the only thing that can save me from turning into a total nightmare.
0: This is played off as a joke, but again, hard to watch. It's too close to home. Let's keep going. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Luna complains at Usagi via an internal monologue for doing exactly what Luna told her to do. Again, fuck absolutely everyone in this episode. And then Haruna shows up, looking emaciated and exhausted. Luna follows Haruna downstairs to the evil pod room, where Jadai is monologuing to himself, which, store the energy, put it in a box, do something with it, do not hold on to that energy, Jadai. You need this. You really need this.
2: (laughs) You're so close this time you do it. Yeah. And
0: Luna runs back up the stairs to get Usagi. And there is a lot of frustration between Usagi and Luna in this scene, which is understandable considering everything that's happening in this episode. If I was Usagi, I would also be pissed at her. Yep. It looks like Usagi is going to kick Luna right in her bald spot, but everyone knows <laughs> that cats are way more competent than toddlers or chairs or jadeite bunches of oats. And so Luna wins.
1: Yeah, I was like, Usagi can't even win a fight against a
2: cat. No. And I also wrote down that uh, when Luna jumped into attack mode, I felt so close to her in my heart (laughs) as she threatened to claw Usagi's face off. If she doesn't transform into Sailor Moon, So we can just get this fucking episode over with.
0: Yeah, I wanted to be behind Luna on this. If she hadn't been so insane through everything else, I would have been like, yes, queen, do it. But no.
1: I know, she's been very (laughs) negative towards Usagi the entire episode. Yeah, it honestly, like...
0: This episode is demoralizing because it takes characters that I like, like Luna, and members of Usagi's family, excluding her younger brother, and makes me not like them. And that sucks. That hurts. We just got done talking about how last episode, you know, this show was important to me as a kid, and then you have this. Like, it's a stab in Mm -hmm. the heart. It really is. (sighs) But anyway, anyway, we'll talk about that more at the end. We get the transformation sequence. Usagi says oh yeah I get it I get why you're so upset and then she's like eh, I don't really get it and mood um, <laughs> Usagi turns into Sailor Moon She runs downstairs And for a second it looks like we might get A jadeite Sailor Moon rematch But Green Eyes and Ham over there teleports away so we are left with the assistant gym trainers, these Stretch Armstrong looking jamokes wearing mind control headbands. Yeah, their
1: outfits are very Conan the Barbarian kind of look to them.
0: Yeah, this is the place to make the He-Man reference, I think.
1: <laughs> They're like, by the power of Skull, I've put on my tiara and I would like to fight you now. I did appreciate
2: that they were wearing tiaras too. If you didn't know... You would just think that these two hot buff boy trainers were also really into the trends of the season, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, oh, they are just pulling their hair back with such a cute little uh, hairband, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> I like that we're just giving the bad guys nicknames as coping mechanisms at this point.
2: <laughs> it's true. like uh.
0: <laughs> yeah, they're wearing super cute mind control headbands. Maybe they're cosplaying <laughs> Sailor Moon. like maybe they're fans of the mm. show.
1: <laughs> they do have their leotards on. yeah, it's true. Yeah,
0: I love it. Yeah. Here for it. <laughs> Usagi doesn't want to fight them uh, on account of her being terrified and also being at an 8,000 calorie deficit. But Luna is like, you can burn more calories by fighting, which, yeah, that's true. But also, I'm so tired of this episode. I'm just so tired,
1: guys. <laughs> Please stop now. No more, no more losing weight. Just murder people and go home.
0: Yeah, Usagi cuts off the headbands with her own headband and wins the fight. Ending with a sassy flourish and some of the most luminescent spit I've ever seen. <laughs> what are those trainers eating, right?
1: <laughs> I don't think I noticed that.
0: Oh, uh their spit was glowing.
1: It's full of COVID.
0: Oh wow. <laughs> Spicy <laughs> cooties making a comeback.
1: Get up, come on, get down with the sickness.
0: Oh, side note, I guess Rie Goto! The actor- isn't a lady monster? Why was she in this episode?
1: <laughs> Maybe they just stole her image.
0: You think mm. so? Oh, you think this is a deep
1: fake? Cuz she wasn't even in the gym. It was just the video of her on the outside.
0: Yeah, she's just an influencer. She put this on her YouTube.
1: Exactly, and they stole it, you know. It's like when they have those weird hair gummies or that weird tea that makes you poop everywhere. What?
0: What? What?
1: Don't you know there's like a lot of influencers that push flat tummy tees and stuff like that. And oh, so you're talking about MLMs. And they just make you poop.
0: Right. Ugh.
1: Because if you just keep pooping, eventually you lose weight.
0: Kinda, but no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we have to we have to st- we have to get through this. We yeah, have we, to get through this. Yes.
1: We're so close. We I look <laughs> over. It's like 2 seconds left of the show. I know.
0: We get a clip of Jadite depositing the energy he collected. I'm like, "Yes, we finally see it." Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Woohoo. So, I guess they have batteries and they're just the dark orbs that Queen Beryl is always waving her hands over. Great. Well, I don't know what I expected. Queen Barrel can't fire or decapitate Jadeite this time because he actually sort of did his job. Keep on scraping by, Creepazoid. (laughs) And then at the end of the episode, we see Usagi in the bath again, which is just like the beginning of the episode. And Usagi's brother and mom have a brief aside about how you have to be careful about going too far with diets. She was doing what you told her to do. Oh my god, I hate this episode. And then Usagi finds out she gains weight and screams about it. And I know what you're doing, episode. I've seen Groundhog Day. You can't Bill Murray (laughs) me into an endless loop of watching a teenager torture herself because of the endless parade of amateur dietitians in her life miss me with that madoka magica infinite recursion shit
1: (laughs) Uh, i I thought that too i was like oh my god did we just get back to the beginning of the episode again exactly like oh no
0: (laughs) yeah that was where i turned my computer off uninstalled the operating system and threw my computer into a river
2: (laughs) please no more (laughs) never-ending episode please kill me
1: right now (laughs)
0: so ladies what did you think of the episode
1: Uh, i feel like we already said our feelings through the entire thing about the sadness of this episode
2: the deke dub did it better and it pains me to say that if you're actually like watching along with us as you listen um just skip this the uh viz version and find it for the deke dub
0: (laughs) yeah At the beginning of the Deke dub, Serena always has this little pre-theme song pitch uh, explaining what's happening in the episode. And this time she starts saying, Today on Sailor Moon, the evil masters of the Negaverse steal into our dreams, making us believe that only the very thin can be beautiful. An extremely dangerous notion. And I'm like, yes, (laughs) that's all I wanted from this entire episode. And when her family talks to her about her slight weight gain, they're actually giving her the kind of reassurance I was hoping for. Serena, don't be ridiculous. You are not overweight. You can't skip meals.
2: It's bad for you. It was actually a good critique of
1: our diet
2: and thinness-obsessed culture, uh, which I wasn't expecting.
1: Yeah, I was very curious about the Deke dub because I had this vague recollection that I had seen this episode as a child. I just needed to know. All I was saying to myself, what did we do to this? What happened? Did we put out the same episode? (laughs) We couldn't possibly have put out the same episode. Exactly.
2: Especially in the 90s when it was like, we're going to moralize everything. And in this case, it worked in its favor. (laughs) I was so pleasantly surprised. You know, I I appreciate that the way that Viz is tackling this dub is that they are staying true to the source material, but at the same time, for episodes like this, when you think about America, you know, and how a Western audience is going to take it. It doesn't necessarily lend itself well to that type of literal translation.
0: Yeah. You know, I don't want to be insensitive. I don't want to pretend like Japan is this horrible place or that Japanese people are bad people or something. Hmm. This doesn't represent all people in a certain country, either here or there or anywhere. But this episode to me just, it did not ring true. It did not do well. And The Deke dub had all of the usual weirdness. Uh, Pork buns were donuts, and Jadeite sounded weirdly like Kaiba from Yu Gi Oh! but that is (laughs) small potatoes compared to all the problems that I had with the original.
2: Exactly. Uh, Watching it, because I haven't been watching any of the other Deke episodes so far, Uh, it did remind me how much I hate Molly's voice. (laughs) Oh, yeah, it was so funny. (laughs) But overall, I'm glad that you talked us into both watching the Deke episode for this particular one because it was a palate cleanser i didn't know i needed
0: (laughs) absolutely i'm gonna disregard that stab to my heart for my beloved molly voice
1: so (laughs) ridiculous (laughs) also watching the deke version i remembered how much better the english opening is than the japanese one and i will fight anybody who says otherwise really the song is so much better in English, they pump up the beat and they make it very like exciting.
0: It's very rock and roll.
1: Yeah, where the Japanese one is more uh, like toned down. And there's something about the English one that totally has the ASMR response for me. I like have a big <laughs> shiver every time it comes on, so I I think that's why I like it.
0: Cassie, I mm-hmm. wish I could hug you right now because yes, yes to everything you're saying.
2: Can I actually pipe up here with another confession? I love the. Original Sailor Moon soundtracks, unabashedly, unashamedly. It's so good. I love all of them uh, because, you know, back in the day when it was like, oh, this is the only anime thing that you're going to be able to afford. Listening to the first Deke Dub soundtrack on repeat, uh, and pretending that I was a sailor skep myself, um, I, I still have a huge, huge soft spot for all of the Deke Dub songs. And I dislike the insert songs that the original Japanese version used because they they just don't they don't they don't hit
1: the same way. <laughs> yeah. Deke did such a good job with all their music that they made for it, just to put in that effort to make all those songs. Mm -hmm. and they're all so (laughs) good
2: yeah
0: (laughs) absolutely i feel so much closer to both of you now (laughs) oh gosh this has been a really nice note for ending all of this talking about kind of the positives of what deke even as wrong-headed as they were about a lot of the censorship that they did and the the bad things like we're not trying we're not dismissing any of that there were dumb things that were done in the deke dub but There was probably creative Mm. effort put in by the people who worked there and were trying to make something good. And they are partially responsible for each of us experiencing Sailor Moon. I don't think it's a bad thing to bring up the positives that might have occasionally happened, like as is the case with this episode. Definitely. Yeah. So we are doing the work that Viz and the Anime Industrial Complex refuse to do. That is to say, we're telling everyone out there how to live a moral, ethical life. According to the meandering misadventures of animated teenagers, we are bringing back Sailor Moon Says right now. Sailor Moon Says! (laughs) Normally, this segment is about us giving bad life advice based on the episode to you, the listener, the four listeners. You, Mario, we're talking to you, Mario, please. <laughs> and Sherry,
1: I'm calling you out too, girl.
0: This has to be breaking some kind of rule of podcasting, right?
1: <laughs> I-, I guess we can bleep out their names. Yeah, we
0: could. Well,
1: but... I mean, we can also get their consent.
0: I guess we could.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's more than one person named Mario in the whole world, yeah. so I think we're okay. But
0: I mean, the phrase is, it's a me, Mario, not it's us, Marios. <laughs> Well, I'm feeling lazy, so screw it. Uh, (laughs) Normally, this segment is about us giving bad life advice based on the episode to you, the listener, but I just watched 20 hellish minutes of bad life advice. So screw it. For the first time in this segment's history, here's some actual advice. Moral number one. If you or someone you know is going through a difficult time due to an eating disorder, please call the National Eating Disorders Association helpline at 800-931-2237 or text NIDA N E D A to 741741. And please remember, above all else, that you are deserving of kindness, no matter what.
1: Yeah, I didn't write a Sailor Moon Says, and I was just going to say, I don't think I could morally give any advice based on this episode because I don't want to say terrible, terrible, terrible things about dieting.
2: <laughs> I mean, I did actually write a Sailor Moon Says, but it isn't about dieting. I actually wrote two in case y'all had done the one that I did. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I'm an overachiever. I was prepared.
0: It's that librarian blood you got going through you.
2: Like, I I can't leave well enough alone.
0: (laughs) Okay, well, for the sake of padding out the podcast, uh, do you want to give us one of your Sailor Moon Says? And you can link the other one to Cassie if we want to go for a full three.
1: (laughs) I can make something up too. I have something I can make up off the top of my head. Okay, well, I'll go and then you can uh, go from there. Because if we know anything about
2: me, it's that I'm terrible at improv. So the fact that we're doing an improv podcast is a bad idea.
0: (laughs) We went over this last week. You don't need skills to make a podcast.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's true. You just need to have time and a hope in your heart. Moral number two. Instead of worrying about the number on the scale showing exactly how much you've gained stress eating during a global pandemic, Take some time to meditate in a tube. Operators are standing by with three great options for you to fit into your not-so-busy lifestyle. We know that you're not spending money on anything else these days, now that your sourdough starter is big enough to swallow Manhattan. So why not treat yourself to a stand-up meditation chamber that gets you away from your partner for just five fucking minutes of quiet? Will you just give me that, honey? (laughs) No? (laughs) Call now! (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh, that was very, very good. Allie, thank you.
1: <laughs> very applicable. Thank you. Moral number three. Sailor Moon says, Do you want to feel bad about yourself all the time? Get a talking cat. <laughs> they can draw horrible pictures of you, make fun of you, call you names, and attack you at the gym. Usagi! Hey! hey. What are you doing? Meowth!
0: I don't know where I'm going with the rest of that. I mean, they can also drive your car off of a cliff.
2: Oh, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag bringing it back to (laughs) tuneses.
0: Oh, yes. I know that we make up a lot of fake hashtags for this podcast, but that is the one that I want to actually go viral. Bringing it back to (laughs) Toonses.
2: Oh, Please. (laughs)
0: yeah okay so for our listeners please it doesn't matter if you share this podcast with your friends and tell people that like sailor moon or anime about it don't worry about that kind of thing but please please re-hashtag the hashtag on twitter i don't know how twitter works but please hashtag this hashtag on twitter and make it (laughs) a thing
2: perfect and i will get it started when i do my global push out post to all of the
1: socials (laughs)
0: We're not going to get a better segue uh, for the end of the episode, right? (laughs) I don't think so. (laughs) All right. Then, Allie, why don't you let all the wonderful people out there know how they can get in contact with us and listen to future episodes of the pod.
2: Alright, great. If you are interested in continuing listening to whatever it is that we are doing here, you can follow us at NotCousinsCast.com. We are also available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, pretty much any place that you listen to podcasts, we're there. And if you can't find it, go ahead and send me an email at cousinscast at gmail.com. You can also follow us on our social media accounts at NotCousinsCast on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and also YouTube. YouTube is cool because we automatically upload our episodes there for a transcript. So one of these days it'll be accessible for the hearing impaired. Oh,
0: I love that. Also, please feel free to contact us with your love letters. We will continue to read them on the air as long as they are not explicit and weird.
2: I mean, please make them weird. (laughs) Yeah,
0: they're they're probably going to be weird, but please not explicit. We would like to thank Zach Meow, who wrote and produced our theme music. Please go and find him on iTunes and Spotify. He has so many amazing tracks. Please, please, please check him out. And that is it for our show. We will be back next time, and I really hope you'll join us. I'm Josie.
1: I'm Allie. And I'm Cassie.
0: And we may not know everything about Sailor Moon, but we do know... They're they're not not cousins. cousins.
2: Always Uh, said, just like a friggin' cult... (laughs) No. (laughs) <laughs> no. <laughs> no.
0: no. <laughs> uh ended on a positive note. <laughs>